Pete Yost here for the Unbuild It podcast with a word about our sponsor, Huber Engineered Woods. There are really three reasons why I think Huber Engineered Woods stands out, and it's a big part of why they're a sponsor of our Unbuild It podcast. First, they develop systems of products. The products are compatible and integrated. Makes our jobs a lot more easy in the field and when specifying. Second is superior tech support. There are really good website resources that they have developed for the application of their products, but they also have an outstanding uh, 800 number tech team that really knows their stuff. And the last is a really active technical research and development team with whom I've done a lot of work over the years and I have a lot of faith in the information I get from them when I have questions about product performance. So that's it. That's our high performance sponsor. Now onto the podcast. I'm Jake Bruton, and today on the Unbuild It podcast, I'm joined by three other builders that I respect, and we're going to talk about business. Let's jump right into the conversation now. Well, we've all talked about how we run our businesses and how we have developed them over time, whether it's you know, client, you know, management, trade management, employee management. Um, how do we, how do you all handle in-house training? How are we bettering our, our staff and how are we improving them and growing? Yeah. Well, for starters, if you're not trying to better your employees, that sounds like you're not trying to better your business, right? Like if, if we're going to be the same as we were today, tomorrow, then that means probably the next day we're going to be the same company too. And we're constantly striving to be better at our jobs. I've had a couple people uh, in my market, a couple other builders that I'm like friends with that see the amount of time that we invest in training and they've challenged me on it and said things like, you know, you're going to have guys that are going to be able to run their own business and they're just going to quit working for you. Like you're, you're, you're training your guys out of being employees. And I'm like, okay, like I want people to work for me that are good enough that they could run their own company. Because then that means I have a bunch of people working for me that could all run their own company and we're all focusing on the same thing and you get a much better product. The, the downside to that is sometimes those employees leave, but I'm very blessed that like we have, I don't know, eight people in our market that used to work for me that now are subcontractors. Like we could just about build a house with people that like I taught how to read tape measures and now they're what we think of as the highest subs in the market. You know, they're, that idea of we're going to strive to be better is applied to every employee that comes into the company. For instance, we're, we're attending a conference this week after we're done filming that is a multi-day conference that's out of town. It's not in our original market. My entire company is coming to the conference, and I paid our framers to close up shop and come to the conference as well. And while the framers might not take away a huge chunk from the HVAC conversation that might happen at the conference this week or uh, the passive house conversation, they'll be exposed to something that then they understand what we're trying to do better. And then they may be more motivated to execute what we're doing. So we, we invest a lot in conferences because it's a great spot to even just walk around. I'll take project managers to things like JLC or, uh, you know, fine home building summit Sometimes IBS, IBS is a little more of a nebulous thing that's hard to really get clear takeaways, but a small conference is a great place for a project manager to, ex- 
be exposed to a bunch of stuff that they wouldn't see in town and be able to like walk around with other builders. You know, I get the opportunity for one of my project managers to walk around with say one of you guys at a conference when we're just walking around going, oh, that's stupid. I wouldn't use that. Oh, I like that. Hey, do you guys do it like this? I learn from those conversations. Why wouldn't my, my project managers? And we also do on-site training too. So if we're using a new product, if we're uh, even if we're just reviewing a product that we haven't used in a while, we have no problem calling a rep and going, "Hey, do you want to do you want to buy lunch, sit on the site, talk about everything, and then walk us through what's going on?" Because if you buy those guys lunch, you'll have their undivided attention for forty-five minutes, <laughs> and they they won't answer the phone, they won't find something else to do. And I've felt like my entire career, it's been like a hard push to just be better. And I'm always worried that I'm not good enough to do what I'm doing. So I want to get the training too. So I may as well be there. Yeah, that's good. Luke, what, are you, what are y'all doing? I had a couple of guys that, like you're saying, who work for me, they are now definitely on their own, started their own company. They've got a successful company down the hill. We're up in the foothills. Um, we say down the hills, but yeah, they've got a great company going, but I've got a new employee. Um, I hired him January of 2020. He's coming out for this conference as well. Um, I mean, I think trade shows, training, conferences, things like that, are just getting them exposed to as much as possible. Whether it's even just going down to some of our subs, a roofing contractor, for instance, go and, go and meet them, visit them, see their shops, see how they do things, how are things installed, show us you know, the very small details, that sort of thing. Um, I think that's really important. Um, how are you all, um, for, for any of you all, and you know, Jake, if you're doing a lot of this as well, how do you how do you juggle their, I guess there's a level of investment from cost, which might be an easier investment to make for some people. There's also the investment of time. Like if you're pulling an employee, one of your staff off a job site, you know, to actually educate them, you know, how do you make up that time or how do you communicate that to a client that is paying for you all to build a home, you know, and you're, you're pulling your staff away for a couple of days. Like how do you for go sure. about doing that and how is that received? Yeah, so I had to tell four clients this week that all of our job sites were shutting down. We don't have... We're self-performing on a couple job sites. We had another site that was going to be a sub, but that sub's going to pull because we're not there to supervise. And then our framers are leaving a house that's being framed. I literally just said, here's the deal. We're going to be gone Wednesday, Thursday. The framers are going to be gone Wednesday, Thursday. I'm taking everybody in the company to a conference. I think it's important for our industry that these guys get to get to see this and get to, to learn. And this sort of thing has happened in the past. And that's how we got to the quality that we're bringing to the table now. So be patient with us. Good feedback from clients. Is, yeah, clients. Nobody right. really cares. Yeah. If you explain it as we're doing a training, like yeah. we're trying to be better, they get it. Yeah. They work jobs where they do trainings, where they have to learn things. Sure. A lot of times, too, uh, like the International Builder Show in particular, I come back with new product ideas or relationships that I've built that are directly applicable to ongoing projects. So I'll say to them, hey, uh, you know, there's – oftentimes like a good chance that we're going to bring back knowledge that we can directly apply to your project. Um, it's like being any other professional who's staying up to date on the latest medical journals or whatever it may be. It's like, we need to stay on the pulse of what's going on in our industry in order for us to become the best builders. So we're making that investment in our company that is going to make its way into your house. Do y'all find it hard to get your team to buy into this continuing education or do you find them kind of already self-motivated for that, that opportunity? Or if you have both, how do you, how do you maybe approach a team member that needs that, but maybe isn't pushing for it and the opposite, you've got a client that, you know, or you have an employee that is already kind of pursuing that. 
I think first and foremost, I'm looking for guys to bring on that have an intrinsic motivation in being in construction. They have to have the passion for it first and foremost. I mean, I think all of the keys to success in our industry are more or less intangible qualities, you know, being able to problem solve, being able to communicate, being able to manage a fragmented dynamic environment. It's less about the sticks and bricks, but if they don't have the passion for construction, you know, I don't care how good of a problem solver communicator they are. They're just not going to be invested in trying to grow and learn. Um, So I really, I feel like I'm fortunate enough that I don't have to try to spur that within my guys. They're all kind of self-motivated self-starters that have an interest and passion for construction that have foregone careers in other lucrative industries to, to follow what they love to do. That's, that's really like the key to success for an employee. Like this is a strenuous and stressful job. If you are on the management side, there's constant conversations that are uncomfortable. If you're on the, if you're swinging a hammer every day, there are days where the weather sucks, where the environment sucks, where the tasks you're doing that day suck. If you hate your job and then you have to go to a job that also physically or mentally sucks, that's way different than I'm inspired to be here and I'm going to go home proud of what I did every day. Yeah, it sucked today, but you know, one day next week we're not going to have to pour concrete or we won't be roofing next week and we'll get to do this other cool thing that I'm very, very motivated by. Yeah. One of the things that I've found in the hiring process in our like, suite of you know, compensation package. Uh, little things like uh, Journal of Light Construction or Fine Home Building. If you, if you order those magazines, I'll reimburse you for them. Uh, if you'd rather not be the one to have to do it, I'll order it and I'll get it delivered to the office and you can come by and pick it up even. Like, I want you to, I want you to participate in the knowledge sharing environment. Thankfully, in our company, it's kind of obvious that there are going to be things on Instagram, that there are going to be things on YouTube, that there are conversations that uh, you might not get to have with other companies. Like we were on a job six months ago and Steve Basic and Peter Yost are standing there talking to the project manager about how he's doing something. And I watched his face realize that they were about to tell him that they were doing something wrong. Like he was like, (laughs) okay, so like, and and it's like, that's, that's an incredible opportunity that we get because of the stuff that we do online, but there's somebody on every job site that knows more than somebody else. Yeah. The, yeah. the ability to have that conversation in the first place. I always say, like, find somebody that you respect that has gray hair and then just listen. Like, that's a, that's a big deal. And imparting that to young carpenters is a difficult thing sometimes. There are a lot of big personalities in our industry, you know, and, and just patience to say, we want to be better. Let's focus every day on being better is an incredible thing. I think training an employee too, like the way that I think about it is not necessarily like putting them from in front of, you know, manufacturers reps or the conferences and trade shows. That's all important. Um, but I want to try and encourage them to think freely and independently. Um, so the way that I kind of, I don't really have like a formal training program in house, but, if a guy is kind of new, I want him to like shepherd me and kind of learn all of our systems and processes. But I encourage them along the way to be vocal. It's like, hey, this is how I think about this business. And this is why I do it this way. But I have blind spots as well. Like take your own experience and layer that in on top. How do you think you could do this differently or better? Like in a a way, like 
improve this process with us. Like, let's all train each other. Yeah, one of the things I've tried to do, um, obviously need to get better, or can't get better, but is when I have like when I have hired my new employee um, and we go to job sites, I'm like, here's what I'm looking at. Like, here's what I see. Here's what I'm looking at. And this is, you know, and it was kind of eye opening for him. And also, you know, say simple things like, hey, you know, what's what's going on here with that or this and trying to almost test them, you know, in a yeah. way. And if they don't see it, whatever, point it out. And then they're like, wow, I didn't even see that. And just getting them used to looking for certain things, whether it's a water spot in the ceiling or, you know, something, yeah. you know, um, so yeah, simple things. My three favorites in that, in that spectrum, uh, number one in rough framing. Okay. Where is that load supported? Yeah. And if they can trace the load all the way down, they can figure out if there's a problem. Where's the water supply coming to? for that or where's the drain for that we're in the bathroom there's a shower there's a toilet there's a sink are there drains for all three of them are there water for all three of them and where is that light switched where should that light be switched that simple conversation with a a new project manager you immediately on the next job you'll have a guy going hey they didn't put switches on the plans everything's a three-way in these three rooms and they just switched them by one door that hasn't changed right like the second you have a project manager that's Walking into a room and actually going, okay, where's the light switch? Where's it yeah. make sense for it to go? Which way did the door swing? All those things are interconnected, and they all lead back to I'm in command of the environment, the built environment that we're working in. You know, I know we've all had our fair share of employees you know, over the years. How, what are some things that you've done that to maybe in, in hopes of training that didn't work? You know, like what are some you know ways that you thought maybe was going to train an employee, or you expected them to learn that that didn't work? That maybe someone listening here might say, oh. Let's just avoid that. Um, I know for me, I'll share this. I, I just assume that having like an assistant project manager be around a project manager, they would just absorb. And what I quickly realized is that project manager is tasking that assistant project manager or an expediter, whatever the role is called, you know, whether they're dealing with there's more cleaning or some hands-on things. The project manager's job, job is to actually manage the job and get it done. So we found that our other employees were getting tasked with something to do that they were qualified for. And that's what they were doing all day. They weren't actually being around the project manager. They'd come back to the project manager saying, hey, this is done. What can I do now? And he's like, you know what? I got to go meet with the framer. We got to go lay this out. So you just go clean that room over there and then I'll be back. And at the end of the day, all of a sudden, and we realized we weren't training our staff. Like Mm -hmm. the hopes I thought was like, oh, they just need to be around this incredible project manager and he'll absorb and see what he does. And the reality is like on the job site, they're split. So we kind of had to rethink how do we we train on site? Like what are some ways that you all, what didn't work maybe? I would say the simplest is if the employee isn't invested in the success of the company, they're not ever going to be invested in being better at their job. If they're somebody that's just there to punch the clock and go home, it's a, I've never been able to turn anybody from that to a motivated, you know, inspired employee. If you can find people that are motivated and inspired, you can train for anything. They'll be willing to grow in any number of ways but I've never had anybody flip the switch on that. There's a really good book I once read called From Good to Great by this guy. I think it was Jim Collins. He's a Stanford professor, and he did this study on um, 10 Fortune 500 companies that he deemed made the transition from a good company to a great company. And he basically did it by analyzing all of this stock data since it was publicly available. Um, to measure how their performance exceeded that of their competitors for a sustained period of time. And then he compared all of the 
results of the, he, he compared those 10 companies from a wide range of industries to see what similarities they had amongst each of them. And the, one of the things that uh, stood out to me was he said, in each of those 10 companies that he said made this jump from good to great, they took their best performers and put them on the biggest opportunities, not the biggest problems. Like it's really easy to take a guy who you think is a stud that can handle a problem really well to say, that's an easy solution to put my talented guy on solving this problem. But what they found was that ultimately you're not really making an investment in that person if all you're giving him is the SHIT sandwich to to eat every single time. So inevitably, like, and and I need to get better at this myself. Um, It's something that I'm always thinking about in terms of like making an investment in your guys and training them is like you said, Jackson, like try not to just put your junior guys on the problems, go clean that room, go, you know, um, you know, sweep the street or whatever, like invest in trying to place them on opportunities and giving them a chance to, to fail, you know. Also giving them the freedom to make decisions, develop, you know, systems or whatever it may be, or um, obviously generating ideas and whatnot. Suggestions. Suggestions. Freedom to suggest. Give them them more, um, yeah. Make sure they know they have that freedom, you know, to speak up or to, to, you know, present ideas or whatever it may be. Uh, I think that's huge. Empowering them. That's great. I think it really comes back to interacting with our team and making sure that we're encouraging them to participate in it um, and have you know employees that are wanting to be part of the solution and kind of have a self-drive to, to engage with this. I think that's where a lot of that worth comes from them, um, especially as we you know are looking for employees to, to bring on to our team as well. Hi, I'm Shane Durkin with Patriot High Performance Homes. Thank you to my co-host for welcoming me here to this Builder Business Roundtable and for uh, Huber Engineered Woods for sponsoring this discussion. Um, when I look back on my experience of becoming a builder, there's one product that I think really is like a microcosm of the transformation I went through as a builder, and that was Zip System. Um, I talked about it earlier about the opportunity to um, you know, take this leap of faith into high-performance construction, uh, and really the first part of that was getting to build a house with Zip System in my market. It was hugely transformational for me as a builder uh, to put on display that I think there's a better way to build. Um, I don't think there's a, a better company out there that embodies the same t- type of core values I'm trying to embody in my own building philosophy. Uh, and quite honestly, I don't think there are other products like it that deliver as much value to the end consumer. Uh, so uh, great company, great products. Thank you for sponsoring this event. <laughs>